Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another podcast of the Berean Post Devotional. For those of you that have been following along, you know that we've been going through the book of Colossians and we're still in Colossians chapter 3. This is the eighth part of looking at a body of thought expressed in verses 12 through 15. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, uh, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he does, and there is no partiality. In our previous podcast, we discussed Paul's teaching to wives, instructing them to submit to their husbands in a manner that's appropriate in the Lord. In the following passage, Paul shifts his focus uh, to the husbands and provides noteworthy a noteworthy commandment, urging them to love their wives and avoid bitterness. It's noteworthy that the primary instruction Paul gives to husbands is to love their wives. In Ephesians 5, Paul instructs husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. He also emphasized that husbands should love their wives as they love their own bodies. Similarly, in Colossians, Paul 3 instructs husbands to love their wives and not to be harsh with them. It's interesting to consider the different approaches that Paul takes when addressing wives versus husbands. 
Throughout his teachings, Paul emphasizes that the Christian couples should follow the same basic principles. Wives are to respect their husbands, while husbands are to are to love their wives. In 1 Peter 3, Peter instructs wives to be submissive to their own husbands, and he highlights the importance of a gentle and quiet spirit. In the same passage, Peter instructs husbands to live with their wives in an understanding way, showing honor to women as the weaker vessel. It's curious, however, that in these that these instructions are never reversed, with wives being instructed to love their husbands and husbands being instructed to respect their wives. And this may be because Paul and Peter were writing to cultures where gender roles were already well established and they were seeking to bring the gospel into that context. However, it's important to note that the principles of love and respect apply to both genders in marriage. One passage that seems to be an exception to this is in Titus, where Paul instructs older women to teach younger women how to love their husbands, being chaste, discreet, homemakers, and obedient to their own husbands. This seems to be the only text that specifically addresses the women's behavior without any advice to uh, given to men. However, in the same chapter, Paul also instructs older men to be sober-minded, dignified, and self-controlled, sound in faith, love, and steadfast, and to teach younger men to be likewise. Now, I'm not an expert, but I've been thinking about Paul's teaching regarding men and women. And Paul often encourages women to show respect towards their husband, and then some passages he tells them to submit to their husbands. And this may be because Paul believes that submission is a form of respect. However, in other passages, Paul tells husbands to love their wives. So it's not just about the wives respecting her husband, but also about the husband loving his wife. Now, research shows that men tend to report higher levels of satisfaction in marriage, marriages where they, they feel respected and appreciated. In comparison, women tend to report higher levels of satisfaction in marriages where they feel emotionally connected and loved. So my theory is that men need to feel respected and they feel loved when they are respected. This is not to say that men don't need love, but they tend to view respect as a form of love. When men gather together, for instance, they respect each other's space and violating that respect can lead to a hostile relationship. So Paul's teachings are not just concerned with the needs of men, but he's also concerned with the needs of women. He knows that for a woman to honor and respect the spiritual authority and leadership roles that God has placed on their husbands in the home, husbands must truly love their wives. It's a mutual relationship where respect and love are essential for a healthy marriage relationship. In Colossians 3, 18-19, Paul instructs wives to submit to their husbands and husbands to love their wives and not be harsh with them. This isn't the only passage where Paul talks about the roles and responsibilities of husbands and wives. In Ephesians 5, Paul goes into greater detail about the relationship between husbands and wives. And again, he instructs wives to submit to their husbands. But he also emphasizes that husbands should love their wives sacrificially, just as Christ loved the church. Now, research, I said, shows that there are indeed differences in the emotional and physical needs between men and women in a relationship. So, according to that research, one study found that men, as I said, reported higher satisfactions in marriages where they, they did feel respected, and in comparisons, the women felt the greater satisfaction where they felt emotionally connected to their husbands. 
The study found that men tend to place a greater emphasis on the physical affection and sexual intimacy in the relationships, while women tend to prioritize emotional intimacy and communication. And those are studies uh, by Markman and Stanley and Bloomberg in 2010. I haven't read those, but that was the summary of, of those studies. Now, while individuals have differing different needs and priorities in the relationship, Paul's teaching on marriage acknowledges the importance of respect and love between the husbands and wives. For a marriage to thrive, husbands must show sacrificial love towards their husbands, and wives must show respect to, um, uh, uh, sorry, husbands must show, show sacrificial love towards their wives, and wives must show respect towards their husbands. In Colossians 3.19, in the original language, the word used for love is agapo, which is a form of the word agape. And I'm not a Greek scholar or anything, but it's common, uh, it's not hard to, to find out the meaning of these words, but agape, love is a selfish and sacrificial love that seeks the highest good of the other person, regardless of, of the other person's actions or feelings. Paul instructs uh, Paul, Paul's instructions for husbands to love their wives with agape love implies that husbands are to love their wives in a selfless and sacrificial way, putting their wives' needs and desires above their own. This kind of love is not based on the husband's feelings towards his wife, but on a deliberate choosing to love her in a way that honors and cherishes her. Practically, this means that a husband who loves his wife with an agape love will be willing to make sacrifices for her, such as giving up his own desires or preferences for the sake of her happiness. He will also seek to understand her needs and desire to meet them to the best of his ability. He will treat her with respect and kindness and seek to build her up rather than to tear her down. Ultimately, a husband who loves his wife with agape love will seek to imitate Christ's love for his church which is the ultimate example of sacrificial love. This is not a difficult concept to understand, but it's a very difficult principle to live by. And the reason for that is because Paul is calling for the husband to imitate Jesus Christ himself, to love without any expectation of anything in return. Consider the example set before every husband by Jesus Christ who when cursed, blessed, who when reviled, did not revile in return, who healed those who cursed him, he shed tears for those who denied him and forgave those who crucified him. This stands in stark uh, contrast to the cheap mockery and murky shadow of love portrayed by Hollywood. In their version of love, their version of love is empty, devoid of any real meaning. The love of God, on the other hand, is like the purest gold, while Hollywood's version is like a rusted tin knickknack. When a man leaves his wife claiming he no longer loves her, it's clear evidence that he never truly loved her, at least not according to the real love defined by Paul in 1 Corinthians 13. The love that God commands husbands to have for their wives would never allow for aggravating, insulting, humiliating, shaming, or beating them. There would, there would be nothing that a wife could do, including infidelity, that would disillude her from her husband's love for her. For if, there is a, for if there is a sin, it's the husband's, and the greater mandate in this passage is not for the wife to sub, submit and respect to her husband, uh, 
uh, as it's fitting in the Lord, but for the for the husband to love his wife in a way that lifts her higher than himself. When this happens, this is evidence that Christ lives in that husband. This morning, my prayer is for myself and every husband that reads this post that we would keep the challenge to love our wives more than ourselves and to lift them up in high esteem in the same way that Christ has lifted us up above all reproach. There's no reason for any sane woman not to respect, submit, and honor to such a man. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.